Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Which one is that? That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. I said, I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. You can understand that, can't you? Yes. Good luck. So he's almost like having a second captain in the team. Second captain, first captain, whatever. Hmm, well, I think it's hard to overstate just how excited Waterford were at the beginning of last month. Last month is all we're talking about here. They had just won only their fourth ever National League title. They had hammered Wexford and Cork in the semi-final and the final. And they were in pole position to give Limerick, reigning champions Limerick, an unbelievable run for their money in this year's All-Iron Hurling uh, Championship. They were cock-a-hoop. I was down there visiting family myself just before Easter, and I met a few relatives who were nearly begging me not to tell them how good they were, because that would somehow put the hex on them. But they were. They were playing unbelievable stuff. Even one of their own, Derek McGrath, was getting a little carried away. Here he is talking on the RTGA podcast, two days after that league final, setting out where he felt the county team were. And, you know, I hear this talk of, we're contenders. I got a lot of texts last night from up the country. You're definitely contenders. We're the team to beat. We are the team to beat. Simple as. And I don't care who's waiting in the long grass. I heard someone said to me yesterday, I tip her waiting in the long grass to have their eyes on you. They can all wait in the long grass because it's whoever beats Waterford, it will be going up the steps. That was then, but this is now. Waterford out of the Munster Hurling Championship and in rag order. Hello and welcome to today's second half of the podcast. Hello there, Ken. Hello, how are you? Ah, well, you know my Waterford connections. You know I have a father from Waterford. And this is tough. This is not easy. I love me county. But they have, well, shat on the eggs here, Ken, in really quite terrible, terrible fashion. How so? Even even three weeks ago, when they played Limerick in the Gaelic Grounds, everyone said, now Limerick won that game. They were eight points up with a couple of minutes to go. Waterford got two late goals. But even then, everyone said, you know, these are two teams that will probably play each other three times this year. Again in the Munster final, and again, more than likely in the All-Ireland final, given how good Waterford had been in pretty much, well, you know, pretty much every game so far this year. Then, Waterford go and lose at home to Cork, and they go from All-Ireland's second favourites to getting pretty much dumped out in one 70-minute nightmare. It's just, it's very hard to get your head around. You spend a lot of time in Limerick, Ken. You know these people intimately. Mm. You know how they think. You're another I one of these prominent... I one of them in some ways. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of these prominent pro-Limerick voices in the media, mm. you're probably delighted to see one of your key rivals get eliminated in this humiliating fashion. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> of, of course. 
uh, I, yeah, I've t- I took a lot of satisfaction from that uh, over mm. the weekend. Yeah. Would Would you say that you're more of a with sort of the Limerick rugby fraternity than the Limerick hurling? Fr- no, it's all one fraternity. It's a great sporting city, a great sporting uh, county. Uh, I'm sure they wouldn't like to be pigeonholed in this fashion, but you know, it it does appear to me that you've met more Jerry Flannerys than you have Joe McKenneth, let's say. Um, no, Mike Hoolahan. Like, have you met Mike Hoolahan, Hooley? At any stage over the the course of your trips down to Limerick, Gary Kirby, Kieran Carey. What about uh, Seamus Hickey? Very good, my friend, my friend, <laughs> my friend Seamus Hickey. So, uh, uh, you like to keep it a bit more re- uh, relevant, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I did not expect you to quote with Seamus Hickey there. I'm proud of you. Well, I mean, uh, I, I literally uh, met and c- would consider Seamus Hickey personal friend. Literally, would consider well, him a friend. We haven't been in touch much <laughs> since our since our actual in person meeting. But, you know, I know where I'm, he knows where I am if he needs me and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it has been uh, it's been a rough couple of weeks for Watford, but maybe we should have expected this because Watford have played three seasons of the Munster Round Robin, 12 games, one win. Quite hard to fathom. It's an unbelievable implosion this year. But actually looking back through 2018 and 2019, when Watford were still pretty good. I mean, this is not, you know, the, we're not dealing with terrible Watford teams. Are they... Um are they ahead of their time, do you think? People are water in my life. In what way? Is their brand of hurling too advanced for what, <laughs> what, for what the rest of the teams are, are slinging at them? Yeah, oh, so what you're saying is they're, they're so advanced that they're actually losing games because they can't find a dance partner, basically. That, that could be. You know, that could. Yeah. They want to express themselves in a certain fashion. They have the skills to do it, but unfortunately they, they do need a rival playing the game at their speed. Yeah. At their at their at their level, yeah. And when they when they don't find an opponent at their level, they can get bored. Maybe bored. Maybe that. Maybe that's it. Maybe what if we were just bored this well, year? Well, you say bored. I mean, do you mean B O or E D or or B O A or E D? Because I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> if you were a great, for instance, figure skater, mm. um, who ended up. Uh, when you're and you're expecting to win a figure skating competition, but then you ended up being thrown into a pen with uh, some four hundred pound pigs and told to re- <laughs> told to wrestle them and lost. Would that would that would that really be uh, would would that make you any less of a figure skater? I w- I believe no, I believe no. no but um, but of course you wouldn't have won any prizes, and and in that sense you're you're a bit like Waterford. Mm. It's not even the pig's fault necessarily. They're just doing what they do. They're doing what you know? they're doing what comes naturally to them, and you're trying to do what comes naturally to you, and uh, you just don't get it. you don't get the results, and you have to try again next year. Mm. That's a fresh reading, Ken. I have to say, I haven't hadn't read that in the pages of the Examiner or indeed the Irish Times or the Irish Independent or the Sunday Independent mm. or the Sunday Times. Yeah. Uh, so you're coming at this in a whole. Just in a, in a in a magnificent fashion, yeah, yeah. and this is this is the this is the benefit of 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 getting the big the big picture. Well, listen, you tell me, I mean? like tell we're, me this. We're in the minutia. Well, look, okay, if 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 you're, uh, you know, if you're suggesting that isn't what's happened here, what do you think has happened? <sighs> See, I hate to say expectation and you know hype and optimism. That's, we are the team to beat. It, it does actually kind of demean what happens you know, on the training pitch and in the dressing room of these like highly trained, highly dedicated, near professional athletes. I mean, this idea that, you know, Derek McGrath going on a podcast and saying that he reckons Watford are the number one contenders 
for the All Ireland Championship, and, and that this could have so, somehow have some sort of broad impact on the players. I mean, I just I can't buy it. You know, I I just. No, I I, I think too not. much of the Waterford hurlers and of like hurlers and Gaelic footballers generally. Do you think that something like that actually eventually is the god that the Waterford um, people think is policing the utterances of former Waterford legends on, yeah. on uh, podcasts? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's insane. Like you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of confidence. I know that in Ireland, it's always been out of fashion, you know. To, mm. But yeah, I, to be honest, it, it Waterford, you know, be Tipperary in you know. With a with a poor display, but that's fine. They won the game in their first game this year. They lost to Limerick, which a lot of people were going to expect them to do anyway, given that they had to go to Limerick to play the All Ireland champions. The one game they couldn't afford to lose, given the fact that uh, it, it wasn't down to points difference. If you finished level on points with another team, it was going to go to the head to head result. The one game they couldn't lose was the game against Cork. So once they lost that game, it didn't matter what they did in a lot of ways. If Cork beat, like you know, kind of. You know, we haven't seen a worse Tipperary team than this in quite a while. Once Cork won that game, it didn't matter what Waterford did against Clare yesterday. And so just the psychological devastation after that Cork game, realising that in the space of one kind of 70-minute nightmare, they went from the second favourites for the Ireland title to actually, you know, odds-on favourites to not qualify for the Munster Championship. I mean, you're allowed to have one bad game, you know? Like, they had... They hadn't played well against Tipperary. They played well in fits and starts against Limerick. But they just had their worst performance of the year, of quite a number of years, at the worst possible time. And for all that the round robin is supposed to give you plenty of second chances, and the whole idea of it is you over the course of four games, you can't have any complaints. And Warford don't have any complaints, given how badly how bad they were yesterday against Clare. Um, it's still just the rank bad timing of that. And then, then of course, on the on the opposite side, you see Cork, who were being like ripped asunder by all and sundry um, over the course of the, the, the last month or so. They they brought what needed to be brought to Walsh Park to beat Waterford that day. And now they're cock-a-hoop. They're flying it. Mm. Uh, we're like really good against, uh, as I say, a pretty poor tip team yesterday. Uh, they're hopping off the ground. Now, Jamie Wall tells us they cannot beat Limerick under any circumstances. <laughs> That's what he said last right. week. And I would be inclined to agree with him, given the sort of psychological hold that this Limerick team have over this core team. But they could beat anyone else, I think, that's left, I reckon. Um, but no one predicted, no one predicted Clare topping the group in Munster, Limerick second and Cork third. I don't think anyone had that. Now, to be fair, Anthony Daly did predict that Clare would get through, but he predicted that it would be Cork that would lose out. Uh, everyone had Limerick and Waterford in their bracket. That's not how it worked out. Well, there's a lot of uh, there's been a lot of talk, uh, Murph, about uh, about Munster. Mm-hmm. But what I'm not hearing is a lot of talk about Dublin. Ah, uh, where's Dublin? See, all this? Ken, you're so acutely aware of what moves the needle in in the hurling world. You know this Munster hurling snobbery. You again, you just you just pick up on these things naturally, and I love that mm. about you, Ken. But yes, Leinster, Dublin, knocked out. Uh, and it's been a pretty bad year for Dublin as well. Even though, even notwithstanding Dub- that, oh, sorry, Dublin, sorry, Dublin are out. Out, Ken. But how did that happen? Out. How could that happen? Well, they uh, just didn't do the business, Ken, when it mattered. Uh, if they had won yesterday, given uh, Wexford's brilliant win against Kilkenny in Nolan Park, they actually had a chance to knock Kilkenny out of the Leinster Championship, which would I would have to say be quite funny. But that's not what happened. Uh, Wexford beat. Beat Kenny, but it was all um, all academic because Galway 
were in charge kind of throughout against Dublin. Um, what was the score? I think it was 27 points to 20, I think, or 21 maybe. 27-21. Yeah, no goals. Well, it doesn't, doesn't sound like, I mean, the most dominant man. No, no, but, you know, we... we uh, we hammered them 1-0, as Bill Shankly would say, Kev. Anti-Dublin bias um, is the biggest load of and bollocks. And it kind of looks like Matty Kenny's era in Dublin uh, is finished. He just hasn't ever really got a convincing song out of this uh, Dublin squad. There was that uh, brilliant uh, win over Galway in Parnell Park in 2019. Uh, and that kind of seemed like a statement win for this uh, set of Dublin players. Like, lost to Leash in the All-Ireland qualifiers that year. And they just haven't ever really pushed on and again it's like they got one goal in the entire Leinster Championship this year in in five games two of them against Leash and, and Westmeath and huge ridiculous over-reliance on Donald Burke who's got well over 50% of their scores in the Championship this year I think How can you so, only score one goal in five games? Yeah it's you know there's That's unbelievable It is Westmeath finished on three points drew at Wexford beat Leash uh, at the weekend there were the only two positive they got ten goals in the Leinster Championship this year Right. and Dublin only got one um, so it's you know it, it, it's it's kind of weird with the Dublin Hurlers because everyone kind of says you know Anthony Daly went in there got brilliant results and they need this kind of messianic figure to come in and we need know, a strong leader yeah there is there is a lot of like everyone says that about Dublin and you know if Maddie Kenny goes uh, at the end of this season, like the calls will go out, no doubt, to Davy Fitzgerald. And the idea will be that Davy has the kind of charisma to carry. But I mean, I just, I don't know how, I don't know how Dublin hurling people are supposed to feel about that. This idea that, you know, is, you know, we just need to keep, keep bringing in these like massive figures from outside the county. I mean, Matty Kenny is a goal man. At least he has trained Kula for years. So, well, we don't have the you know, knowledge. He's, he's, we don't have the knowledge in Dublin. Yeah, see, that's bollocks. Ken. Do we have no. the knowledge? Do we have? But do we have the character? Do we have mm. the experience of winning big titles? Mm. I think the question really is: Do you have the forwards? And the answer to that is no. <laughs> so I don't know how much Davy Fitzgerald can do about that. But certainly, but why don't we have the forwards? Why don't we have the forwards? We've got some of the finest. We've got the the most resources, as we as we keep hearing all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, we've got the the numbers. You know, yeah, I know. We've got some, I, I, fine, some fine specimens of 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 humanity here in mm. Dublin. You big, know? big, big bits of beef. Well, what are we looking for? for? Sure. What are we looking for 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 hurling forwards? Like, what's the spec? Like, you know, what? How do I? If I was to go out today and start to inspect the the human, uh, I mean, I was going to say horse flesh, but human flesh doesn't work. <laughs> but, you know, if I was to go and to to sort of run my eye over the specimens of humanity that I see walking around here in, in the streets of North Dublin. Well, that's, that's, a, simple, that's a simple question. What, what am I looking for in a, to, to find hurting for? you got to look at their wrists, Ken. Is there magic in them, their wrists? Right. That's the question. That's so the I'm question looking you have for thick-wristed men. Yeah, wristy hurlers, Ken. Uh, and Dublin people get very annoyed when like, Donald Cusack got into massive trouble there a couple of years ago when he said that uh, they're just the, the skill level isn't there. You know, they're athletes, sure, but have they got the skill level? Are they working on their skills enough? That's the question. It remains unanswered. Certainly, if Dublin were able to, to produce a couple of inside forwards, like properly dangerous inside forwards, then they have a lot of the other pieces. But until that, until that happens, uh, it's kind of hard to see. I mean. They they went and beat beat Wexford in Wexford Park this year. I mean that should have been the springboard. They shouldn't really be losing out, uh, particularly as you know the aforementioned head to head rule. It did always seem like it was probably going to come down to 
between Dublin and Wexford. But Wexford threw a spanner in the works uh, by beating Kilkenny in Nolan Park. They squeaked that draw against Galway. Like To draw with Westmead and beat Kilkenny inside seven days is a pretty mental form line but that's Wexford you know Dar Egan is a really good coach everyone I've, I've spoken to about him they speak really highly of him but the, the last couple of months getting hammered in the league semi-final by Waterford uh, playing really poorly actually kind of throughout the Leinster Championship it's really hard to explain so it was belated but we did actually finally get a chance to see what Dar Egan has been doing with this Wexford team and that's that's good to see. So Wexford and Cork are in the qualifiers. Leinster final between Goal and Kilkenny. Munster final between Clare and Limerick. Cork will play the Joe McDonough Cup winners. Wexford will play the runners-up. Antrim and Kerry play that final before the Leinster final on June 4th I in Cork Park. I still don't know why why we can't simply buy success in this <laughs> sport as we have, as apparently we were able to do in the other sport. Like what, what's, what's the problem there? Why can't we buy um, the Liam... The Lee McCarthy? McCarthy Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, there's just a slight delay on your line there, Ken. Uh, no, um, I was thinking Buckley. <laughs> Lee Buckley. <laughs> no. Uh, well, the, the short answer to that is the starting base of your footballers compared to your hurlers 20 years ago when the money really started getting flashed around uh, was rather different. Double were in the top four or five teams in the country in football. Uh, and the hurlers were absolutely nowhere. So uh, what's happened in the last 20 years has been good for Dublin. Uh, they've been winning All-Ireland titles and Leinster titles at minor and schools and under, and under well, not quite so much at under-21 level, but, um, you know, the progress has been made. They were just starting from much, from much further back. So um, I know, Ken, you've expressed an interest. It, w- it won't be Dublin, but it might well be Limerick, another team close to your heart. You have expressed an interest in attending an Ireland hurling semi-final or two this year, Ken. Well, I but wanted ha- to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've been caught off guard by this new squeezed schedule. Well, apparently it's all, like, happening in the next couple of days. I mean, uh, I, don't understand. I, I, don't, I don't understand this. I thought that it was meant to be at the, towards the end of summer. And here we are. It's like, when is it happening next week? Uh, no, the Ireland semi-finals were played the weekend of the 2nd and 3rd of July But the Ireland final is being played on the 17th of July Which is w- obviously way earlier than it's ever been uh, So it's been, this basically, the GA has adopted this split season model So club players around the country have certainty when they're playing their championships But this is not, an, this is, strikes me as just absolutely ripping up the fabric of Irish life <laughs> But is it really? Like this uh, is well, the- I mean, it is. It, it like obviously All Ireland Finals in September is a big part of uh, of Irish life, as you say, Ken. Not just yeah. The, this is this is what the, it's, like, that's, it's, it's what the summer it's what the summer builds towards. It's what it's what we structure our our idea of the year around. You know, and mm. once the and once those 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 finals have been disputed, you know, once the trophies have been won, and then the leaves are beginning to turn brown, and the nights are beginning to come in. But that's you know. And it, and it has, but so so what is with this? It's as though they knocked down the Parthenon and mm. and you know rebuilt it in the middle of a roundabout. <laughs> well, listen, Ken, I can hear the anger in your voice. You're fucking raging, and you know we can add your name to the names of Roy Curtis and John Brennan of the Sunday World, who are also appalled at this change. Well, and it comes right, down to this. So, uh, yeah. As far as you, Roy Curtis and John Brennan, uh, are concerned, no one cares about the club game. Why don't the GA think for a second of the casual fan, the fan is, of the intercounty game? This not tr- the is this not true, though? Not affiliated with any club who wants to see the best players playing throughout the summer. And listen, you, Roy Curtis and John Brennan of the Sunday World, are on the same page about a lot of things. And it's no surprise to see you three in agreement on this as well. Roy Curtis is so, a two-time sports writer of the year. Listen, Ken, I'm not disputing it. So... 
this basically the GA are not immune to this, but they've made a decision to prioritise club players. So what does this mean, basically? Club players know when their games are on. They can train with their championship in mind. They can book holidays for themselves in high summer knowing they won't have to cancel them at short notice because the game's been fixed. This seems like nothing to you. It means a hell of a lot to current club players. The fact of the matter is, this debate is, is kind of bubbling along. I don't even know if this works or not, This whole, the idea of a split season. But I do know that judging it now, before we've even gotten to the halfway point of the calendar year, is completely pointless. So I think we just wait and see if the much-muted benefits to the club player are felt, they may not be. And we can decide then, at the end of the year, if there are tweaks which can be made. You know, but just, well, they don't even know what they have, you know, the fools. Like, they don't even know what's being lost here. You know, we're just saying, oh, why don't we just have that there, you know? Why don't we... Listen, the GA are known for these snap decisions, you know, just like running headlong into massive... Change. Structural change. <laughs> you know, that's just what they do, Ken, you know? They, yeah. you know, shoot now, you know, uh, apologise later. You know, or yeah. not. Don't even apologize. Just shoot and forget about it. Just keep going. It, is better, keep it is better to ask for forgiveness than permission, is the philosophy of the GAA. <sighs> well, we'll see how it all we'll see how it all plays out, Kenna. But I am sorry to see your uh, dreams of attending an Iron semi final turn to dust. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Owen McDevitt back in charge and with a full preview of the four provincial Gaelic football finals being played next weekend, as well as a little look at an unbelievably tasty qualifier draw made this morning as well. Armagh at home to Tron, Mayo at home to Monaghan, Cork Lads and Clare Meath. Loads to look forward to with Oshin and Paul Flynn. Till then, thank you, Accordia. Uh, thank you. Uh, very much. Gormahogath, Akiron, August Sloan. Thanks for listening. And by me the Rasharish Amorak. I could hear it in the tinkling of the Talca. That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sport's important. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.